Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you on today for your hand of mercy and grace upon us. We thank you for your word that's about to go forth. Where to bear much fruit, Lord, to move mightily in our midst, Lord God. Let your word fall on good ground so that it could bear much fruit, Lord God. And we just thank you, Lord God, for your peace on today, Lord God. I just feel a peace in this place, and I thank you for your peace, uh, which surpasses all understanding, Lord God, on any issue, any problem, any circumstance that we face and deal with. Lord God, we just lay it at your feet, and we do honor you today, God, because we know, God, that it is in you that we live, move, and have our being. Amen. Because he's excited about what God is doing, you ought to say amen and say thank God for his grace and his mercy. Because it is indeed sufficient. Amen. Let's go before God. If you're standing, you may take your seat. And let's go before God. We are wrapping up our series on the appointed time, God's appointed time with man. Amen. And um, if you've been paying attention, if you've been around here for this entire series, you know that God is really teaching us about the set times that he has established um, that he wants to commune with us. Amen. How many know that you can go to God anytime, morning, noon, and night? Amen. But there are some times that God has set aside, predestined. Man had nothing to do with it. It was a God thing. God established it. And it's for all generations. Amen. One of those times that we have already learned about is the Sabbath. And we all, we all need to understand the importance and significance of the Sabbath. And we need to remember that it is a day of two things. One, rest and worship. Is a day of fellowship between you, your family, and God. Amen. And it is something that God has established. He has commanded for us. Amen. And so we ought to follow after that which God has established. It is an appointed time for rest and worship unto God. Amen. And so if you haven't already picked up your uh, Shabbat dinner, um, guides um, that are on the connection table you want to make sure you pick it up because each one of us we want to encourage you to have uh, Shabbat dinners in your home to have those times set aside for you and your family to just come and worship unto God amen and of course if you have not attended one of our Shabbat dinners as a church want to encourage you to come on May 14th that will be our next Shabbat dinner as a assembly or a church family amen we also have talked about in this series, we have talked about um, the Passover, Jesus being the Passover lamb, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. We talked about the significance of the Passover and why we as believers do remember that Jesus is our Passover lamb, that his blood was shed at Calvary for us, and he died once and for all for all sins, amen, and for all those who would believe in him, amen. We talked about unleavened bread, the feast of unleavened bread. And um, we've also talked about the first fruits, how Jesus is the first fruits or those of the resurrection. He is the first um, to be raised. Amen. The first of the resurrection um, to be raised into a glorified body. Amen. So we have to understand. Also, we talked about unleavened bread and how leaven represents sin and decay in the body. And how as believers, as we accept Jesus Christ into our heart as our personal Savior, from that moment on, 
we ought to begin to walk and to live in holiness amen unto the lord we ought to make it an effort to not be walking in sin and doing the same things that we did before we were converted unto christ amen so the feast of unleavened bread and then now <laughs> the feast of first fruits i got ahead of myself we um learned about how uh jesus being the resurrection the resurrection of christ that he is the first fruits of the resurrection of the dead amen so if you missed any of um any portion of this series on god's appointed time you want to make sure you go back and you download all of these things so that you will understand where we are so where we are today i talked last week and i said that i wanted to talk about pentecost or the feast of weeks um, on this sunday so turn to leviticus chapter 23 and verse 16 Leviticus chapter 23 and verse 16. And that is our scripture uh, for today. Um, you notice all of our scriptures are coming out of Leviticus chapter 23. For this entire series, we're in the book of Leviticus. So Leviticus chapter, six, uh, chapter 23, verse 16. Count all 50 days up to the day after the seventh Sabbath and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. Now, this is going into uh, the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost, okay? So let's learn a little bit about what that means, what that is, and how it is pertinent to us today, how we celebrate it. So this feast is the second of three harvest feasts. It occurs seven weeks after the Feast of First Fruits. You remember last week we were talking about the Feast of First Fruits, Jesus being the first fruits of the resurrection of the dead okay remember all of this points to jesus amen so um the feast of weeks is exactly seven weeks after the feast of first fruits it's also called pentecost which means 50 days amen okay so people were expected to bring the first harvest of grain to the lord including two leaven loaves of bread so that's what they did during this time. And so we have to remember God's plan to save souls included more than just Jews. Remember, he was here to save what? The Jews and the Gentiles. Amen. So through Jesus, this plan was revealed. Everything points to whom? To Jesus. Amen. So in Matthew 937, Jesus tells his disciples that the harvest is great but the workers are few. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. And then he put the plan into place, the plan for what? To save all mankind. So in Acts 1 and 4, he tells them to wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. So we have to remember the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so what Jesus tells them in Acts, he's telling them to wait for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings about two things. What? Promise and power. There's promise and power in the Holy Spirit. Okay? And so the arrival of the Holy Spirit was the day the church was born, or Pentecost. So how does that relate to us today? That's the day the church was born, on Pentecost. 
And the harvest began with 3,000 souls. Remember, he said, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel, is spread to both Jews and Gentiles. The two leaven loaves of bread extending the harvest to us. Amen. So some of you got lost right there. You got confused. Let me explain it to you this way. You have Jesus. You have the Jews and you have the Gentiles. And the beauty of this story is that when Jesus went to the cross, guess what? He went to the cross for the sins of all people, whether you were Jew or Gentile. Anyone that believed, that's why the Bible says, whosoever believeth in him. You know, God has a non-discrimination policy that includes you and me. God's policy of salvation includes whosoever believeth in him. Jew or Gentile, whether you come up on the rough side of the mountain or the wealthy side of the mountain, whether you come from a broken home or you got two parents in your home, whether you grew up poor or whether you grew up wealthy, whether you're black, white, green color, whatever color you want to be, God's plan of salvation includes you and me. Amen? So it's for the Jew and the Gentile. And on the day that the Holy Spirit descended upon the people that were in the world, that is the day that the church was born. Amen? So let's look further into the Feast of the Pentecost. So we said 50 days after the Feast of Firstfruits, the Feast of Pentecost was observed. And it, the space between the two feasts included seven Sabbaths. There's that word again, Sabbath. It included seven Sabbaths in between. And that's why it's called the Feast of Weeks. It's, it included seven Sabbaths. So you count seven weeks in between. That's why it's called the Feast of Weeks. And it began by offering the first fruits of the harvest and ended with the ingathering in gathering of the wheat harvest. So the first fruits of the barley harvest is how it started. And then it ended with the ingathering of the wheat harvest. Okay, I'm just laying a foundation for you on the Feast of Pentecost. Okay, and so only the first and the last day was celebrated. Okay, so at the Feast of Pentecost, a new meat offering was offered before the Lord. So they were taking their offerings and presenting it before the Lord. They were taking their offerings and presenting it before the Lord. And it was called new because it must be of grain from the new harvest. Okay. We're going to learn how this relates to us and how this is applicable today. And so at the Feast of first fruits, stalks of grain were offered and they were waved. But at the Feast of Pentecost, the grain was to be ground and made into fl to flour from which two loaves were to be baked with leaven. Two loaves, Jews and Gentiles. See, you and I were included in God's plan. We weren't an afterthought. And it's been mistaught in the church m multiple times. The Gentiles were not an afterthought. You and I were not. We were included in God's plan. Remember, God made man in his image and in his likeness created he them. So those two loaves, they represented Jews and Gentiles. Amen. 
and we were all included in that account. So the two rows represent the two classes of people that were to form the church. Here we go. Watch this. Pay close attention. Because, see, there's a lost teaching in the church. And some of you don't understand how rich this teaching is. So you need to go back and you need to watch all of the sermons from this series on God's appointed time with man or God's festivals, the appointed festivals. You need to go back and you need to watch it. You really need to dig into Leviticus chapter 23 to be able to understand that, number one, God included you in his plan. You know, so many times people feel excluded. They feel left out. They feel like they're not a part of. They haven't been able to be a part of. But God included you and me in his plan. So the two loaves represent two loaves of bread now. They represent two classes of people that were to form the church, the Jews and Gentiles. And they were to form the church. Somebody said we were never supposed to be separated. Did y'all catch that? We were never supposed to be separated. They were to form the church. Why? Because they were all included. We were all included in God's plan. Amen? I think I need to say right there because that is a lost teaching. And see, we're so divided in our country. We're divided in religion. We're divided in race. We're divided in economic status. We're we have the haves and we have the have-nots. We've got racial division. Even between genders, we've got men earning, doing the same job as women, earning three times the amount. We've got so much division, division in our world. And we don't understand from the very beginning, God included us all, male and female, black and white, Jew and Gentile. And it was not a separation, even with your economic status. Amen. So God included us in his plan. So the two loaves, again, they represent two classes of people that were to form the church, the Jews and the Gentiles. And as believers, even though we're not perfect, even though we're not perfect, even though we're saved Christian believers, that imperfection is represented by the leaven. So that's why there were two loaves of leavened bread. Remember, leaven represents sin and decay. And remember, the only bread that was shed, the only blood that was shed, the only bread, the only body that was out that was without leaven is the body of Christ. That was out without sin and decay. That's the body of Christ. But we as believers, though we were believers in Christ, because of the sin that came through Adam, that's where the leaven came from. So there was two loaves of leavened bread. Amen. See, this is a series that's going to cause you to grow up in your faith. This is not one of them that's going to make you run around the church, but it's going to cause you to grow up on, in your faith and begin to understand the plan and the purpose for God, of God for your life. You ever think about the fact that God had already planned 
to save you. You ever get up and you put together a calendar for the week of what you're going to do? Or what you plan to do? You ever have somebody say, well, what do you want to accomplish in five years? And you put that plan together. What do you want to do when you graduate from college? What do you want to do when you get your master's degree, your doctorate degree, your bachelor's degree? What do you? What is your plan for your family for five years from now? How many kids you want to have in five years? What type of house you want to live in? Where do you want to work? What do you want to do? What's your five-year plan? God had a plan in place for you and me. He had a plan already in place. You were included in his plan. Amen. So a burnt offering of seven lambs without blemish of the first year, one young bullock and two rams was to be offered with the wave loaves, as was also meat and drink offerings of a sweet savor unto the Lord. So they were bringing all of this unto the Lord as an offering. Okay, I'm just laying the foundation for the Feast of Weeks and the Feast of Pentecost. I'm just laying the foundation right now. So they were bringing this all unto the Lord, okay? And these were to be followed by a sin offering of a kid of the goats and two lambs of, <coughs> excuse me, of the first year for a peace offering. The wave loaves were to be waved before the Lord. Note that it is now loaves, not loose stalks of land, okay? The loaves represent the uh, oneness of the church, okay? And so the Feast of Pentecost had its fulfillment on what? The day of Pentecost. Because remember, Jesus said to them, wait. In other words, promise, the promised Holy Spirit. Wait for him. So the Feast of Pentecost had its fulfillment on the day of Pentecost when the disciples of the Lord were baptized into one body by the Holy Spirit. So in other words, at that point, you remember you had two loaves? Some of you have already caught on. You remember you had two loaves, the Jews and the Gentiles. Two loaves of leavened bread. You had two classes of people, all with sin and decay. But Jesus said, wait for the promise, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings promise and power. He's the promise comforter, and there's the power of the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, okay? And so when that happened on the day of Pentecost, here's what happened. You got the Jews, you got the Gentiles. And guess what? The disciples of the Lord were baptized into one body by the Holy Spirit. If you don't believe me, turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12, verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. It says, for we were all baptized by one spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit, the Holy Spirit, to drink. Remember those two loaves of leavened bread, the Jews in sin and decay, the Gentiles in sin and decay. But on the day of Pentecost, 
we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Amen. So, in other words, God is saying, okay, here's my body. It is shed for you, both Jews and Gentiles. I've fulfilled my purpose as in coming to the cross for you. I resurrected from the dead. First fruits of the resurrection. I'm without sin. I'm without uh, decay. The Passover lamb. My blood was shed for you. The unleavened. No sin, no decay. First fruits of unleavened bread. And now, guess what? I'm going to ascend back to your hometown. But guess what? Take comfort. Because the promise, comforter, is coming. And together, Jews and Gentiles, you're going to come together and form one body. You're all going to be baptized by the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit. You notice that? Go back if you don't believe me. It says by one spirit. We were all baptized by one spirit. So as to form one body. So why are we so confused and divided today? How come we don't understand that the same Jesus died for us all? We were to come together and form the church. Amen. Because the Bible says, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So between the Feast of Pentecost and the Feast of Trumpet, there was an interval, interval of about four months during which the harvest and vintage were gathered in. There was a convocation of the people during these busy months. This long interval uh, typifies the present dispensation in which the Holy Spirit, watch this now, the Holy Spirit is gathering out the elect of the church. Watch this. And during which Israel is scattered among the nations. So when the present dispensation has run its course and the fullness of the Gentiles has been gathered along with the remnant according to the election of grace of Israel. Now watch this. I got to slow this down for you because I need you to understand what God is really saying and what God is really doing here. Okay. Look in Romans chapter 11. Romans 11. And I know you guys are going to need to grab this and run it back a few times so that you can really grasp what God is saying. Now watch this, beloved. Romans chapter 11, verse 25, and then I'm going to go back and I'm going to go through it slowly so you understand it. And all that getting, getting understanding. Okay? 
So in Romans chapter 11, verse 25, all Israel will be saved. It says, I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. Okay, now let me help, let, let me, let me help you here, okay? The interval between the Feast of Pentecost and the Feast of the Trumpets. About four months take place during which the harvest and the vintage were gathered in. Okay? There was a convocation of the people during these busy months. It was a long interval, which does what? It represents this present dispensation in which the Holy Spirit is gathering out the elect of the church and Israel is scattered among the nations. In this present dispensation, when it has run its course and the fullness of all the Gentiles has been gathered in, as in Romans 11:25, along with the remnant according to the election of grace of Israel, then this dis dispensation of grace will end and the elect of Israel will be gathered back from the four corners of the earth to keep the Feast of Trumpets at Jerusalem. Now, see, some of you got lost there. You missed that. You missed that. See, this teaching is to help you grow up in your faith and understand what God is saying to us. So many times we look around the world on the news and stuff like that, and we see things, but we don't understand what is really taking place. When we see things about Israel or we see things about different wars, we wonder what is that all, what's going on here? What's the Bible telling us? Turn to Matthew chapter 24, 31. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. So God, what is he, what is God saying to us? Remember the two loaves, leaven bread, represent the Jews and the Gentiles, and the leaven represents what sin and decay. We're all in sin, but Jesus' blood shed for us. Faith in Him brings about our salvation. The day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit descended upon them. They form one body and one body together, the church, because we're all believers in Jesus Christ. There is a day coming, beloved, when everyone will be gathered from the four corners of the earth, from heaven, from the four corners of heaven and the earth. And there will be a great reunion, if you want to put it that way, of the believers in Christ. And so how is that significant? You know, that's a wonderful, you know, that's wonderful to have this background knowledge. So now that you have this background knowledge, how is it? relevant. I mean, why can't we just go around and just, you know, do our church services and act like, you know, Pentecost didn't come. Oh, that's wonderful. That was years ago. It was just, no, beloved, it wasn't just years ago. It wasn't just during biblical times. It wasn't something that we just read about once or twice and don't have a full depth and knowledge and understanding of. We need to understand what it's about the birth of the church, but not just the birth of the church, the union of the Jews and the Gentiles and the promise of a future reunion all unto who? Christ. 
That's what it was about. See, there's a promise in Pentecost, but there's power in Pentecost also. The promise and the power in Pentecost. We have to understand that. We, 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 we've gotten to the point where we've lost our teaching on Scripture. So why do we celebrate Pentecost or recognize it or understand it today? Well, first of all, we're celebrating the gift of God's Holy Spirit that are given to us as his believers in Christ. So that's the first thing. And Pentecost is a Greek word for Feast of Weeks. That's what the word Pentecost means. It means Feast of Weeks. And that, of course, we know it was celebrated 50 days after Passover. So 50 days after Passover is when the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost occurs. Okay? And so we learned that uh, the first fruits of the wheat were presented and a covenant was made with God at Mount Sinai. Okay? But one thing that we need to understand is that the promise and power that comes with the Holy Spirit is the promise of Jesus to send us a helper, the Holy Spirit, the comforter. That's the promise. Jesus promised, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to ascend, getting ready to ascend, but take heart. The Holy Spirit is coming, and he's going to descend upon you, and you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's the promise of Jesus. Jesus gave us a promise. And then it is the power that the Holy Spirit bestows upon us. So when the Holy Spirit came upon them, he didn't just come upon them and in them. He endured them with power. So they received power. The Bible says fire and wind. See, the fire and the wind, they're signs. They're signs of the Holy Spirit's power. And so as the Holy Spirit came upon them, they received power. Amen. So it was the promise of Jesus and the power that's significant of the Holy Spirit in the day of Pentecost. And so fire and wind, they signify God's power. All throughout the Old Testament, fire and wind signifies God's power. If you remember, God went before the people in a pillar of fire in Exodus. If you remember, God sent wind to part the Red Sea. And so God's power in, Pente in the Pentecost story as the apostles proclaimed Jesus Christ crucified and, re and resurrected. So the power of God is seen in the Pentecost story. The power of God is seen in Acts 2 with the gift of tongues. It's a sign that God's word is no longer limited. It's no longer limited to the people or one place. But now it's available to all people everywhere. Amen. The preaching of Peter on Pentecost responds to the question raised by the heaven. What shall we do? In other words, what do we do now? And how did the apostles reply? Each one of you must turn away from his sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ 
so that your sins will be forgiven and you will receive God's gift, the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is who Jesus promised. And so this is still our message today. Today, That's why Pentecost is important to us today. It's still our message today. Who? To the unbeliever. Repent, be baptized, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what do we do today just to commemorate and remember that day? We come together in worship. Number one, we need to be doing this every single day. When we're sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we need to be saying the same thing that the apostles told the people. Repent, be baptized, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There will be a reunion one day of all believers in Christ. And guess what, my brother, my sister, you get to see people that you didn't like, whose personality that you didn't like. You know, the funny thing is, when you get to heaven, guess what? You might look around one day and see somebody that you didn't like on earth. What you going to do then? Amen. I remember I was someplace and I saw somebody that I've had um, tough love with here on earth. And I was walking in someplace and I randomly saw the person. And I had to think about it. Hmm. How would I react if we were in heaven? How would that person react if we were in heaven? There'll be a reunion one day, my brother, my sister, of believers in oneness and unity with Christ. What a beauty that will be. When you look around and you see people of all races, all colors, all backgrounds, and they're all serving the same true and living God. And you're blessed to be in the number. How many people just excited and happy that you were included in God's plan? Anybody ever felt left out before? It's a blessing to know that God included you in his plan. He said, whosoever will, whosoever believes, amen. So I just want to encourage you with this message. I felt like the Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks needed its own Sunday, amen. It needed its own Sunday by itself, amen. So we just want to thank God for his grace and his mercy and everything that he has done. And I promise you next week we're going to finish up with the Feast of Trumpets and um, the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles. But this is such a beautiful teaching, and I'm so grateful that God, in his own wisdom, in his own way, decided to bestow this message upon us so that I can release this message to you guys because I, I, I cannot think of a better message. I honestly, I cannot think of a better and, and as if you're if you're a pastor or a preacher or a minister or anybody, you know that you, you're harsh on yourself and you judge yourself. But I cannot think of a better message that God has ever given me other than this one because this is so significant for us in this present day to understand. God has set aside a point of time just for you and me. I can think of, before I close, I can think of times when I have laid on my face before God, praying and asking God for things. And then all of a sudden, when I'm sitting quietly, out of nowhere, seeming like God will just start speaking to me. It's like when I finally shut up 
He just all of a sudden started talking to me. I remember specifically one day I was down at my mom's house. My mom just my mom lives here now in, in Jacksonville. She just sold her um, home that she had in Broward County for half a million dollars. But um, I remember I was visiting her one day, and this was a few years ago. And I was down in um, – I was, was I visiting her when I was – I don't remember. But I was down there wi- at her house. And um, I just remember I had been praying in that season over something. And I remember just as simple as just simple. I got up. And I literally jumped in my car and I went to pick up some food that I ordered. Breakfast. This is how God moves. It was just this simple. I just went to get some food. And all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, God started talking and going on and information coming and showing me stuff. It is such a blessing to know that the God of all creation cares enough about you to speak to your heart. So what I want you to do right now is close your eyes and just say, God, speak to me. I'm listening. I finally have learned to shut up long enough to listen. And just let God speak to you and download into you. Because what Leviticus 23 is telling us is that God loved us enough that he wanted a point of time for us. He wanted to speak to us. God wants to speak to your heart. He's got something to say. Let God begin to speak to you. Let God begin to speak to you. download into you what it is that he wants to say to your life. Sometimes God just wants five minutes of your time. Don't he just want five minutes? 